For more information on this topic or on the subject of disciple making in general, look us up online at browndegreen.org or send us an email directly at podcast at browndegreen.org. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Great Awakening, a disciple making podcast brought to you by Brown to Green on the Stream Grace Network. Hey guys, welcome. It's Lori and Lauren. Hi. And today we have our guest, Ashley Murphy. Yeah, at first I feel like we just need to really welcome Lori back. Like we're uh, looking at each other, like who's going to do the intro? Yeah. It's your job. I do feel like it's been forever. Um, It has been. But, you know, for good reason. Yes. Yeah, last week you got to celebrate your anniversary. Yes, I did. It was it was a lot of fun, and the coolest thing is I got new tennis shoes. That's the nice. best. That's the best Exciting. part. Yeah, yeah that people is. are like, "What do you do for your anniversary?" I got, got new shoes. shoes. Oh yeah, it's a win. Oh yeah, so it's good to be back. Yeah, I almost forgot where to go. Oh, just kidding. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't miss out again. No, no. So yeah, so we have Ashley here with us. Ashley yeah. Murphy. Yes. What's up, Ashley? Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm excited. You nervous. We're glad to hear. You shouldn't be nervous. This is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren and I are pretty lighthearted and easy breezy. Yeah. So we don't ask you hard questions, really. I don't well, know, unless you're not we'll sitting see. with the Lord. I was going to say, as, <laughs> as, as long as you listen to Jesus, then you'll yeah. always have the answer. Yeah. So it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty easy. Um, so, so last week we did not start with an icebreaker. And Ashley's. Yeah. So we're going to start. Do you yeah. have some? You already know what I'm going to ask. Something unique about yourself? Were you prepared? Well, I was thinking about it on my way over here. I'm like, well, what am I going to say if they, they ask me that? And I mean, probably the most obvious answer is I lived in the middle of the Amazon jungle. So, yeah, I actually have that. I want to I want to talk about that later for sure. I have that in my notes, too. Yeah, I I know. She I'm like, I'm writing things down. Like, what are what are things we're going to want to know about Ashley? I have two pages of stuff. Normally, I'm like, um, (laughs) not like everybody else is boring and. Right. You know, but yeah, I mean, the jungle, I mean, it is a, it was kind of like just to be able to say like, like there's a bit of shock value there when, when people are like, oh, you, you lived where? Tell me again in the middle of the Amazon jungle, you know, I mean, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that is neat. It sounds pretty glamorous and extravagant. (laughs) I mean, the movies make it that way. Far from extravagant and glamorous. glamorous. Humid, sweating your face off every day. Sticky. I mean, the movies always make it look really cool. Yeah, I'm. It, that's the movies. That's uh, not reality. Uh, it's <laughs> not, Lori. It's not. Uh, all right. So, so uh, Ashley, we met Ashley. I'm assuming both of us met Ashley um, at church at Heritage Church. Yep. Um, so tell us, when did you start coming to Heritage Church? I started coming to Heritage Church in 2013. Um, like it's just a, a super cool story of like how the Lord works. Um, Like even when, even when I wasn't um, necessarily like walking with the Lord, like he was still like starting to chase after me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, one of my friends who, who I'm still friends with now, she asked me um, like we, like we hadn't been going to church or anything like that. And just one day she was like, do you want to go to church with me? And I was like, yeah. So um, we went to Herod church and, you know, I've been there ever since. And then you stayed. Does your friend still come to church? She doesn't. Yeah. But she's still in my life so well, praise the lord yeah that's right that's right that is awesome so um tell me about your early life like did you grow up in a christian home or um what's that look like um i did not grow up in a christian home we definitely went to church um but it wasn't it was mostly for show probably um 
I, I did not grow up in a, in a well household. Um, I suffered lots of abuse. And so probably anything that you can think of happened to me as a child and all the way until I was a teenager. And so, um, like look at looking back at it now, like I, I wouldn't change it. I'm, I'm grateful to the Lord, you know, for how hard, like far, for how far, like he has brought me. Um, and like, I, I can look back and see like his hand in my life, you know, even when I wasn't, um, like even when I wasn't walking with him, like I said, um, like I can see his hand all, all, all over everything. And so that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. So when did you meet Jesus? Well, we, so we did go to church some, and um, mostly from the time I was probably 10 until 16, somewhere around there. And so like I look back at that and I, I really do believe that I had a, like a true relationship with Christ. Um, like I, you know, I knew, I knew him as Savior, you know, not necessarily as Lord. And so, um, so I knew him then. Um, so I would, I would say then, but definitely when I came back to Herod Church, um, and like, I, I remember like I was, um, I, I was in this relationship that was, that was not well. And like, I'm still like, I, like the Lord was already pulling on me and I was still in this other relationship and I'm like, okay, like I have to make a choice here. Like, like I know I'm a savior, like, but he's got to have Lord over this thing. Like he, like he's got to be Lord. And so like I, like I changed my mind. Like it was, um, oh, I mean, it was probably eight or nine years ago around this time. Um, like Kevin, you know, Kevin Daniels was pastor then and, and, um, like listening to, listening to him teach, like, I can't even remember what it was about, but I remember sitting in the, in the church being like, oh, it's time to change my mind about this thing. And I remember <laughs> leaving the church and messaging this guy and be like, we're done. Sorry. And he <laughs> was like, uh, yeah, through text message. He was like, well, this is a decision that we should have made together. And I'm like, no, it's, it wasn't. It was for me and the Lord. Grace and peace to you. Obviously not grace and peace then, but it was, see you later. Yeah. Wow. I think that that's awesome. Um, so after that, is that kind of when you, how did the whole going to the jungle thing happen? How'd that happen? Yeah. So we had, um, so Kevin has a friend, Kurt Holland mm-hmm. and Kurt used to be the the campus pastor at Hillsdale. Now it's Randall. And so he was the camp, campus pastor there and he sent this lady to our church um, and she shared her family's testimony about their missionary work in another country. He, her husband was murdered while they were there. Like they were in a closed country. And, um, so anyways, Kurt sends this lady to our church. She shares her testimony and she gives this, um, I think it's from John Piper, but like kind of this illustration or, um, that there are these good people, you know, they're, they're older people, they retire, they walk on the beach and, um, like they collect seashells every day and they get to heaven and the Lord's like, you know, what do you have? Like, what do you have for me? And they're like, well, we have seashells. And I just remember thinking, oh gosh, that's, that would be terrible. Like that, you, you know, that you're not taking a mess load of people with you, you know? And, um, and then like, I was going to be baptized like a, a couple months later. And I just remember like thinking the Lord that like, like that I can, um, that I get to be baptized in the open. I can read his word in the open, um, you know, because they were in a closed country. And so I just remember like, I'm still also an like a baby Christian at this time, I'm still an infant. And I just remember sitting in, in my room, like reading the word and just thanking the Lord, like that I can, that I get to openly be baptized. Right. And I said, Lord, like, um, man, like, because she said that there are, um, 
three missionaries per 1 million people that need to hear the gospel. Like she gives this ratio or whatever. And, um, I'm like, man, like just send somebody to those people, Lord. And so, um, so the Lord was like, well, why can't you go? Yeah. Ooh, that scripture send me. Yeah. And so, um, so I waited a few weeks and I went to Kevin and I'm like, Kevin, like, I think this is what the Lord is asking me. And um, he said, like, uh, I'm, well, I'm going to send you to Kurt. So I go to Kurt and I, I share my testimony with Kurt and like what the Lord had put on me. And um, he said, well, I'm taking um, I'm taking a college team to Ecuador in March of 2014. So this time, uh, seven years ago, however many years ago that is. Um, he said, I'm taking a team and I like I want you to come with me. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I don't know if I want to go with college students and how much money is this going to cost me and how am I going to raise money to go and just all, you know, all these fleshly things. And which for the record, you're not really much older than most college students at this time, right? Um, like a little, but not a little. Yeah, you're not in like yeah. your 40s or 50s. No. At this, so no, it's not late, like someone in their like 40s, late 20s, though. Yeah, late still be kind of weird. Yeah, late I don't 20s. know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyways, I, um, I said yes and I went and, you know, it changed my life. So it wasn't weird going with a bunch of college students. It wasn't. And I'm (laughs) still friends with them to this day. And, um, actually I'm, I'm going to return to the jungle. I'm going back to visit at the end of May, beginning of June. And my friend, Tony, who was on the original trip, he is going also. Oh, that's cool. And so I'm pretty excited. Um, okay. So you're going to, you're planning to go back. So I have a question with what do you think it's going to look like this time versus last time? Like you're not going back long term this time. No, it's 10 days. 10 days. It's 10 days. Oh, man. Like I get getting teary eyed just thinking about um, just thinking about going to visit um, because like leaving the jungle, like walking out my obedience and returning home um, after I was in the jungle for, you know, three and a half years somewhere in that time frame. Um like it was one of the hardest things like I've, I've had to do was leave mm-hmm. like, like leave the jungle because I had built relationships. Um, there's a student home there with, with seven little girls that I spent tons and tons and tons of time with that, you know, that I love. And, um, like it was ha- super hard to leave and just tons of, you know, the other missionaries and the other relationships and things that I had built. Um, like it was hard to, it was hard to walk away from and, and not knowing when I would be able to see them again mm-hmm. too, you know? And so, um, just thinking about returning, uh, well, I was telling, I was telling Kurt because Kurt's going to leave this trip too. Like he's going also. And I was telling Kurt, I'm like, I'm going to land when we land in Quito, I'm going to cry. When we get to Misawaji, I'm going to get off the bus and cry. When we get to the school, <laughs> to the property, I'm going to cry. When I see the girls, I won't be able to contain myself. And so, um, but I think, um, like the, like the word, like the Lord gave me, um, like my, like the yes to, to go on this trip was, um, oh, when Paul, uh, Paul sends someone to encourage the believers. I, I mm-hmm. can't remember who it is. Um, like, but Paul sends someone to encourage the believers. And so like, that's what like the word, like the Lord gave me. And so like, I can go back and encourage them. Right. I just remember when, when we would have people, um, come that we knew and that we loved to the jungle, like it just did something for our heart. Like yeah. it just, like it just encouraged us, like it spurred us on. And, um, and so I hope that like, I hope that this, this is what this can be for them. Um, like me going back to visit. Um, so that 
that takes me into my next question then with the love that you have for the people there and just the the area in itself how has the cross-cultural service impacted your life um it's a little bit hard to answer because the it's not a ton different um you know just you know in the jungle I had air conditioning and windows and we could have direct TV if we wanted. We had Wi-Fi. And so, I mean, in where we were in the jungle, it was like the last place you could go unguided um, in the Amazon. But even still, like there's people with their, you know, little shanty houses with direct TV dishes on them. Um, but but what I see is um, what I see. And I, I think it's like you can relate it to just like to share the the word with someone like for it to be written on their heart to um to uh, to be able to share the love of Christ with someone like it it takes time in building a relationship right and so um so like what i like what i saw there is like it takes a lot of time to build relationship before you not not that you can't just be like oh this is what the lord is teaching me and um and so on but like it's intentional relationship right and and like it, it takes time to build it. And so, and like the, like the cool thing that they were doing in the, in the jungle, like in jungle kids for Christ, like their, their main goal is to, to raise up Ecuadorians. And so that they're the ones that make the change. And so not, not these Americans, not these other missionaries that are coming in, but like, they're the ones that bring the change and like, like, isn't that the right thing? And so, um, so it's not a ton different, but, but it is like, you really got to work at that relationship, right? Yeah. So, so it's just like disciple making, but with ch- children, maybe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is true. Um, but even 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 just building relationship with the Ecuadorians, the people that lived in Misawaji, the the teachers that worked at the school. Um, I mean, they kind of they're kind of yes people because you are an American. And so they're going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to do what you they're going to do what they think you want them to do, um, because they want to please you. It's, it's a, like, um, their culture is like a, it's a shame culture. And so they don't want to bring shame on themselves by maybe by not agreeing with you, I guess, if that makes sense. And so, so it is like really building that relationship. And so you, you know, that they're not just telling you what, what you want to hear. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. So you were there three and a half years. So what does that look like? Like, tell us a little bit about what you did those three and a half years. Okay. So my first six months, I lived in Quito, which is the capital city. And I worked with an organization that assisted girls that had been rescued from sex trafficking. So I lived on their property, worked with them. And I also learned Spanish. (laughs) Oh, Spanish. Learning learning another language at an older age. I've heard it's really you learn it quicker if you are immersed in it and you're forced to use it. Like you don't get an option to not learn it. Yeah, no, I definitely had to learn it, especially with the girls because they didn't, you know, the girls that lived um, or that came to us, um, they were all under 18. And so, but they were super gracious to me. And, um, and so it was good. So like the first six months um, living and working there and learning Spanish and, and living in Quito, which the good thing about Quito, it is a super huge city, like millions of people live there. And so I'd get into the taxi and I'd fumble around with my Spanish and he'd be like, 
the taxi driver and be like, do you want to talk in English? I'm like, yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> well, now there's like translator apps. Yeah, on our, like, right. <laughs> and they like so many people in keto know English. And so, That's cool. um, and then after that, I, um, moved to the jungle and assumed the role of short-term team coordinator. And so we had 20 to 25 teams that would come per year and I was in charge of all of that, except everything except for buying their plane ticket. And so traveling with them, picking them up from the airport, um, traveling with them through the country, getting them to the jungle, where they were going to stay, what they did at the school, um, all the touristy stuff, um, traveling further down river with them, everything but buying their plane ticket. Um, and so I did that um, the latter part of 2015, 2016, I hit a little bit of hiccup. And then um, 2017 and 2018, that I, those were that was my role there. How fun! And you had visitors, right, while you were there. I did. Danelle came and visited me. She came um, when I moved. When I moved from keto to the jungle, she came in. She came and visited, and bless her heart, um, working on my house, putting new screen on it. The first six or seven months, I didn't have I didn't have windows. I just had thick screen, and um, and she fell off a scaffolding. Oh no! And hurt herself, and oh, so no. we got to go to um, got to go to the hospital. Yeah, <laughs> got to go to the hospital and get an X ray. And I um, you know, my little bit of Spanish, you know, like, but it was good. Like the Lord, the Lord had His hand on us, and and so I'm trying to think who else came. Someone younger. Kina. Yes. Kina like, I can remember. I'm like, I know it was I a younger, I was a younger girl. I didn't know if, yeah. I didn't know if it that was a trip you guys took together or not. Yeah. 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 I just think it's interesting because I think a lot of times people think that like if I decide I want to go on a mission trip to Ecuador, like I'm going to be down there by myself this whole time and, and I'm isolated. But But that's just evidence that people can come visit you while you're and right. I, and I don't know a lot about missionary work like I'm sure there's probably times up where that can't happen um but I think I think it's awesome that that your people here from from you know Hera America were able to come and visit you in Ecuador yeah Kina um, came and stayed with me a month and it was it was good it was a sweet time with her you know she's like my little sister and so I love yeah. her so much and so like it was sweet and then Sheila came and got her and got to come to the jungle and see my house and where I worked and I got to show around keto and like it it meant so much to me that's, that's awesome cool. so you came home around 2018 late 2018 mm-hmm. okay right and then so you come home hair church has changed completely um and so what are your thoughts when you come back are you like um What's happening here? Well, I was there a little bit. I mean, I was there in 2016. And so I got to see some of the things unfold, you know, that were taking place. And so um, and then, you know, I would come back for Christmas and then I could see, oh, like there's things changing and, you know, see things at a distance on Facebook, like things are really changing. And so um, so like coming home, like when I moved back to the States or whatever, like I, like I knew I already knew it looked different. Um, it looked different. It felt different. And, um, like I, I couldn't wait to, to be back. Yeah. So was it like a scary different or like, um, like an exciting different? Anytime I returned to visit, it was always nerve wracking because there's so many people at hair church that love me, which of course I'm grateful for, but it was at, at, sometimes it was overwhelming. Like I, (laughs) the two times that I remember returning, um, I would make somebody walk in with me like that my first Sunday back 
because it was so overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and so like coming back to stay, um, it was, it was exciting. Yeah, it was exciting. I, w- I wanted to be a part of and see up close, like what, what the Lord was doing. Yeah. So, so you are being discipled. I am. Okay. So you're walking with Priscilla. Priscilla. Um, and you're, you're putting together a group right now. I am. I start next week. Ooh, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. That's cool. So how has coming back, you know, like there's a shock of going and being thrown into Ecuador, coming home, and then you're thrown into a different culture here, um, adjusting and, and walking into like you came into the LC and kind of revived that. So what, just kind of tell us, tell us what, tell us what Ashley's been up to since she's been home. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, it, oh man, it has been so much. Um, by the way, the ELC for those listeners oh, out thanks, there Lori. is the early learning center that we um, operate at a Herod church and Ashley is the director, right? Right. Correct. So, yeah. Thank you for collaborating. Um, I think, man, going into the ELC, I mean, I've worked in childcare since I was 15 and when I when I started to like, when I knew that I was about to come back, um, like I had spent like a lot of time, like fasting and praying, like petitioning the Lord ahead of my return. Um, just like on what he had for me. And I remember telling Jenny Murray, like, I'm not going back into childcare. So I'm not sure what the Lord has for me, but, um, (laughs) I don't think it's going to be that. And then, um, I get a, a call from, from Dustin Murray and he was like, Hey, come, come talk to me about this thing. And so, so I step into the ELC and like I can look back and there's like a timeline of things like the Lord had said to me, like when like when I really started fasting and praying and positioning the Lord. And then like when I was asked to take this job, like I went back and looked at all the word he had given me and it just blew my mind, blew my mind. I have a question. Did you ever entertain telling Dustin Murray no? Oh, man. <laughs> just well, wondering. I definitely could have. Uh, right. Um, but. It would have been telling the Lord no. Right. And so no, I, I don't it. I don't think that's what yeah. I would have wanted to do. <laughs> and I'm grateful for that. Right. <laughs> so um so I step into the ELC and um I think I've only been in, in one other place that was darker and it was in some remote village in, in the jungle. And um and so so Danelle and I, like we both step in there together <clears throat> and Danelle is there for, for a year and um like man, like we just start hitting it hard. And like petitioning the Lord for things, changing some things in there. Um, I mean, I think day one we were, this is changing. We're changing some things. And so, um, but just to see like the, the growth in that place, oh, I don't know that we have enough time to, to talk about all of the things. One of the biggest things that I've recognized, and, and I don't have kids in the ELC and um, nor have I ever had them in there, but I have recognized the teachers come to church. Um, mm-hmm. I have recognized an infusion of the Lord in w- into the business model that is the ELC, as opposed to bringing an ELC business model into a church, if that makes any sense, is what it was before. Correct. Like it was just a business yeah. that was ran alongside the church, but it, and it was owned <clears throat> by the church, but it wasn't like... I don't there know. Was there wasn't entity. a union between yeah, right. the two. It was a secular business. Yeah, exactly. Church, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and so that like one of the first things that, that Danelle and I did was like define the mission of the ELC. Yeah. And so it was, we operate under the mission of hair church, but then we also out, operate out of John 10, 16, like there will be one flock with one shepherd. And so like we, like we put 
like put our foot down in that, like, this is what the Lord has said, and this is what we're going to do. And, um, and so like, we just like gently started sharing truth, like with, with these women. And so, um, like I've had the the pleasure to, to baptize some of those teachers, like have like, man, like watch the Lord work peace between this other teacher and I, who I'm grateful for our relationship, um, multiple teachers like that. Um, but, but the coolest thing I think is that like all of the management staff, like they're all being discipled. Um, and so, and even one of them, like, well, two of them actually, like their husbands are changing their mind. One of them is in disciple making now. And, um, and so like, it's like, it's, it's so amazing to see like the Lord's hand in that place and like how far he's brought it. Like, like when the word says like, um, his hand is not too short to save. I mean, yeah, it's proof. It's proof. That's so cool. I love that. So we've talked about the transformation of the ELC. Um, how about Ashley's transformation? That's like, what, yeah, like so before, that. like before disciple making and then after disciple making. I would say before disciple making, um, like I, like I would sit with the Lord. Like I, I would say that I was connected to the vine. Um, but probably like at a surface level of, of, you know, not, not knowing, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so I definitely was after the Lord and his things. Um, but now, you know, that I've been discipled and even before, like just returning and having people pour into me. I mean, even in the jungle too, because, um, Dustin and Jenny would FaceTime me every week and they would go ahead and give me what they knew. Right. And so I did come back and I, I mean, I already knew some things, um, and like, I even started to, to share it while I was in the jungle. Wow. That's cool. And so, That's so awesome. I did know some things. Um, I think the thing that I struggled with is I wasn't asked in immediately once I returned and it <laughs> bothered me a little bit. And I'm like, well, why haven't I been discipled? And the Lord is like, calm down. You haven't been here. <laughs> calm down. You haven't been here, you know? And so, um, so I had to walk through this thing, like, am I a reliable woman? <laughs> Which I knew was true. Yeah. I, uh, but it was just this lie that, you know, that I, that I couldn't get rid of. And so, um, so I, I did, I changed my mind about it. And then, you know, Priscilla asked me in and, um, like it's been, I, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for Priscilla laying her life down for me. And I'm grateful that, that the Lord had me wait for Priscilla. Yeah. Um, like she, ugh, Yeah. I mean, I could talk. I She's could talk best, all day. I know. could talk all day about that. Um, I don't think I would make it through the tears of joy. But um, and so on this side of disciple making and then about to start, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm just grateful, I, and I'm especially grateful of like, um, like of how Priscilla taught us. Like, like you know, like it was, it was the word teaching us. Like, yeah. here's you, you read this, and then you tell me what you hear. Yeah, and then we talk through it. Yeah, and that, and that's that's all she did, right? Yep. And so, um, and so like, I know that that is in me to, to give away to someone else. Like you read this, you tell Mm -hmm. me what you hear and then we can talk about it. And it's so funny because adults want to be told what to do, which is crazy to me, but it's like, well, I can't read this and tell you what the Lord is saying for you. Right. That's the coolest part about making disciples. Like you have to go sit with it and figure out what he's saying. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's pretty cool. I get that. It was, I, um, I had a group last night and I actually taught my women storying, which one of them had already been through like house church when yeah. we, when we had done storying. <clears throat> but one of the ladies was like, what's the purpose of this? I'm like the purpose is so that like you can read a passage in the Bible and then you can regurgitate it 
to in in a way that makes sense to maybe someone that doesn't know the Lord right. or that um, doesn't read their Bible or doesn't know the stories. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes scripture, especially, and this is what I tell them, like sometimes all, the only thing these people have are like a King James Bible, which is sometimes hard to read yeah. for people that, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it sometimes is. And I'm like, so if you can give them, if you can story it back, and, and you can say, this is what this story talks about. And then tell them to go read the passage and fact check you. You know, I'm like, they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. But yeah. you kind of have to do the same thing when you're trying to figure out what, what the word is saying to you. you. You still have to be able to story it back to the person who's discipling you. Like, this is what the Lord's telling me in this passage, you mm-hmm. know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Right. That's good. So what is the Lord teaching you then? <laughs> oh, what would I like to share? I know, like, which one? Where do I go? Where do I go? I've been in, um, I've been in First Kings. I was in Micah, like the Lord took me to Micah in um, in December, and I, you know, I love the the New Testament. It's it's easier to read, and it's easier to eat. And I'm like, but I, I gotta get out, I gotta get out of the New Testament. I gotta go to, um, I gotta go to the Old Testament. So I go to Micah and I start reading it and I'm like, man, I'm too dumb to read this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he meets me, you know, and like, it was such good word. Um, like it was such good word and just like preparing me, um, like to shepherd these women well, like who he's going to give me. Mm-hmm. So I finished Micah and I go to, um, I'm in first Kings now. And so we're just reading in, in first Kings where, um, where Elijah has just um, like pray, pray for the drought to end. And then, um, then Jezebel hears that like he has like slayed all these prophets and um, she was like, I'm going to like, I'm going to do the same to you. So he retreats to the wilderness and um, like he asked the Lord to take him like, because this, Mm -hmm. you know, his heart is broken for, for Israel and the things that are happening. And um, so like the Lord gives him rest and feeds him and an angel ministers to him, you know, and, then he he wakes him up and he spends forty days with him in in the wilderness and then um and then he goes to 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 the mountain and um like he's at the top of the mountain and like there's a a wind that that breaks rocks and mountains and then um, there's an earthquake and then there's a fire and like the Lord is not in any of those things but then like there's a gentle there like there's a gentle wind mm-hmm. and then like it's the whisper of the Lord to him and, and that's where <clears> the Lord was and so um. And like, it's just sweet. Like, first of all, I can't imagine standing on that mountain at the, the X or like the entrance of the cave. And I'm just standing there while this wind is passing yeah. by. That's so strong that is breaking rocks. And like, I, I mean, we live in Oklahoma. We yeah. know how strong it's the wind is here. Yeah. And so imagine. can you imagine being on the top no. of the mountain alone? No. Nevertheless. And, and I just, I just can't imagine but praise the Lord, like that's where he meets us, right? Like mm-hmm. that he meets us like just in his whisper. Like if we're but we gotta be there to listen, right? Yeah. And so, um, so it just like it's just a sweet reminder of um like we have to be listening to him. Mm-hmm. I know I love I love I remember when I read that too, I'm like, man, the Lord isn't gonna speak in all these crazy, loud in your face ways. Sometimes it is just a gentle nudge or the gentle wind. Yeah. Right. Sometimes that. we expect it to be so profound that mm-hmm. we miss it because we we didn't hear the gentle whisper. Right. That's um, right. Which reminds me, um, I was talking to a gentleman in our store today, and he was he was talking about um, a transition of his <clears throat> his career, like um, like the business where he had worked was was being auctioned off or folding or whatever, and so he asked the Lord, he's like, Lord, like give me direction, like where do I go? 
And he said, the Lord said, just keep the phone number. And he's like, well, that obviously isn't the Lord because that doesn't make any sense, you know? And then that's and that's what he ended up doing is, is he kept the business phone number and he's still, like, he, there's been a transition, but the Lord has met him in that. Like, mm-hmm. he was obedient and he bought the business's phone number and that's mm-hmm. it. And so that has sustained him um, in a way that he's able to, to still be full-time ministry as mm-hmm. well as 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 have a career doing that all because he heard the little whisper that yeah. that just said you know something's odd like you're yeah. like why what keep are you talking number. about keep right. the phone number like this makes no sense right. but he was obedient in that and the, and the lord does that to us yeah and, you know you just have to pay attention that's right but what you were just talking about reminded me a couple of weeks ago i saw this i don't know it was on social media somewhere but uh it spoke to my soul <laughs> It says, this is your gentle reminder that one time in the Bible, Elijah was like, God, I'm so mad. I want to die. And God said, here's some food. Why don't you have a nap? So Elijah slept and ate and decided things weren't so bad. Never underestimate the spiritual power of a nap and yeah. a snack. I saw that. That's pretty awesome. Like, oh, that just, right. yes, That's yes, right. Lord. Restores our, restore, restores our soul in that rest. Right? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Snack and a nap. That yeah. speaks my language. That was pretty good. <laughs> So have you read any, do you read it? Do you read other than the Bible? I don't. Nothing? I don't, no. I'm not that it's wrong or it's not that it's not the right thing. Like I, but I want to hear from the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear his word. I want to hear what he has to say to me. That's cool. I like to read it and then go check it in the word. Yeah. (laughs) I'm, I'm reading this book called Love and Respect, which is, it's pretty awesome. And it's based on the Lord's command for a husband to love his wife unconditionally and the wife to respect her husband. Um, and it, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's scripture based and yeah, it's really, good. it's really good. Yeah. Why, why does that make me go back to the weaker vessel thing? Here? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Not a podcast. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't mean what it says. But right. Yeah. yeah um, funny. I, I just think it's interesting. Like the, just like, the, like it's like, you know, Women are designed to love. God made us to love. It's our know, natural. There's a little bit of hate in this side yeah. of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> but it's our nature. And then it's a man's nature to respect things. Nature, women, men, like by that they just naturally respect. So the Lord's command, like loving people doesn't come as naturally to men mm-hmm. as it does to women. And respecting people doesn't come as naturally to women as it does to men. And I'm like, oh. That's, that sounds pretty accurate. Like just in my own experience, you know, with, with men and women. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's really good. Good book. I don't know. I need more word proof. Is there scripture with it? Oh, yeah. There is. Oh, yeah. Yep. It's pretty good. All right, then. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. I don't know good. how I feel about that. Oh, <laughs> it's, re- it's really good. I believe you. Yeah. I totally believe you. Yeah. What's the Lord teaching you, Lori? Um, to respect my <laughs> husband. <laughs> oh, um, ironic. Yeah. Like, you know, did Travis give you this book? No, he did not. <laughs> um, no, a friend of mine actually had told me a story like, and she, her and her husband had have it. I mean, they've been married a while and they love each other dearly and they just had kind of a, they just got some things going on. And like, that's the one thing that, that changed in their life is she's like, the Lord showed me like, this is your husband and you will respect him. Even if he is going off the path of where you think he should be you still respect him yeah we're not the holy spirit no so she did and it transformed their marriage like almost instantly and so we that she's the one she's like in this book like kind of explains it and it it talks about scripture and so 
Um, and so that's kind of, that's the reason I'm reading the book. But, but Travis and I had, and I don't know if I, I may have told you this, but for, for a couple of weeks, every single day he was like nitpicking me like and it was i was like what is happening like i don't understand and literally it was it was after it was after i think the brown to green thing that we had at the, the church the most recent yeah the one that we had at the church mm -hmm. was that four weeks ago five weeks ago somewhere has it already there? been that long i think so yeah I don't know. my um, days all run together so but he like every day it's like he he's like the lord told you to do this <laughs> have you been doing this have you been doing this and i'm like did you say mind your business i'm like what why well, you know and i'm super shepherding i'm like no i haven't done but then i go off and i just get really mad i'm like well have you been doing what you're supposed to be doing <laughs> So anyways, finally one night, it was it was after his D group two or three weeks ago. And so I'm exhausted. It's 1030 at night. He's exhausted. And we're getting ready for bed. And he's like, are you OK? I'm like, actually, I'm not. <laughs> and I said, this is what's frustrating me. And it just it was a barrage of two weeks worth of wrongs that I had been keeping Ooh. a record of that I had never I had never like I should have gave them as, as the minute that they happened and they weren't actually all wrongs like i actually texted kelly and i'm like these are all the things that travis has done <clears throat> well and they're all accurate like all of the things that he called me out on all of them except for one was pretty accurate so and, I, and my Travis disobedience is pretty shepherdy too yes. so i'm assuming well, he's he did really it. not no no he's no. not so he I'm didn't do it in a super loving better. way no no no, no. <laughs> that's, that's no. why i didn't Which, stick. no he did not do it in in really a loving way <laughs> and so like he um they were all right though yeah they were things like you know i've told you the lord has been on me to write a book yeah i haven't written well I, at that point i hadn't written in like three or four weeks and he's like don't you think you need to be obedient and write a book like you need to you need to make time to write your book and i'm just like shut up i'm busy like leave me alone you know and so it was just all these little things and um that night he's just like i can't believe like you just attacked me like all this came out at once and we i don't know it, i was exhausted and he was exhausted and we laid in bed and talked for like That's an a hour bad combo, it yeah. is. and so when i was telling <laughs> kelly i'm like travis is he did this all week he told me this and he told me this and he told me this and i mean they're all right and she goes wait a minute so your husband is holding you accountable for things that the Lord has told you to do and he has done it accurately and you're mad at him? I'm like, yes, don't you know this is how marriage works? Like this is how it, this is how it goes. Um, but like that, and you know, a lot of times like if I'll just like t text someone or call someone and, and I start saying it, then I, I'm like, oh, this is totally me. Like this is this is all me. But then it started like the way that I had had approached travis in that was completely disrespectful yeah. like not respectful at all and um and so after after that and admitting like you know what you're right like like you didn't tell me those things really that lovingly but those are all right and it was right for you to push into me and it was right for you to be the person to hold me accountable for that um and so i you know i apologize for for that and, and he's since apologized for not being as loving and um but that's kind of where where the lord had led me to like respecting your husband yeah even even when you think he's not doing what what you, and, and and that's kind of been a that was one of my d2 moments actually during d group was um 
like submitting to my husband or trusting that he was making the right decisions mm-hmm. with with our business and instead of putting him up against our business partner what you know because i didn't agree with the business partner so i'm like making him referee all the time and uh he's like i can't referee anymore like you're just gonna have to trust me like oh he's your helper he is my helper helper. he was helping you yes yeah not in the way that you wanted him. well that's the thing that's like uh, i'm like hey you're doing it wrong you're not helping me the right way do you think that brought you guys closer together? oh absolutely yeah yeah um the last week has has been phenomenal granted we did spend two full days like together you know for anniversary we closed the store but but yeah for sure it's it's uh we are more unified now than than we ever have been and it's it's pretty phenomenal yeah gotta have those hiccups yeah i think you do and and like you had even talked about like your past like it it sucks going through all this stuff but like that's where you grow and that's where you get freedom on the other side like whether it's self-induced like mine was pretty much self-induced or it's not like it that those things don't matter and and the lord will use those things to to make you who he wants you to be yeah i know uh just touching on that my i shared with you on sunday that michael and i had a knockdown yeah, yeah, yeah. drag out <laughs> yeah that's fun um but he's like well you know it, it brought us it brought us closer together in oneness and i'm like it did because <laughs> i'm I missing don't, it i don't feel that <laughs> but after he explained it all i was like oh i just needed a picture drawn for me yeah because i was still like a little like oh no <laughs> yeah 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 it is definitely brought, being the hard-headed one sometimes I like it when it's the other way around. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah I'm usually the softy, the one that just gives in to keep the peace. Um, oh, yeah, not me. So for me to attack Travis at 1030 at night in bed <laughs> not is, like is not it's like a lot sleep of things. talking. No, exactly. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. exactly. <clears throat> but yeah, so the Lord's teaching me like unconditional respect for my husband, even if he's heading in a direction that I don't agree with yeah. or think is the best direction like that. I don't get a pass to not respect him and follow him just because he's not going the way I want him to. Yeah. So true that. Yeah. That's good. I've been, um, I've been looking at marriage and like what a helper looks like, Mm -hmm. like I'm asking the Lord for a helper. And, um, I think like one of the, like the greatest things that I've been told, um, like from husbands and wives, so, you know, like I have a, I have a front row seat to lots of great marriages, right? right? Like tons of them. And so, um, but like, just like what it looks like for the, for the wife or the, not necessarily the wife, but just like the, the other person to lay down their life for, for that person, even when they know that they are not right, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's, it's huge. <clears throat> yeah. Like it builds so much unity yeah. in, yeah. in the marriage That's right. and the Lord has those situations generally, like even, even if one spouse is going off in a direction and, and the other one follows, like the Lord will correct them. Like you just trust that you're like, I trust that Travis hears the voice of the Lord. Yeah, the Holy Spirit rests For sure. Him. Yes. And so even Spirit. if he starts, if, if he's going away that I don't, that I don't agree with or that I think is wrong and and sometimes maybe it is but the the holy spirit has always corrected him yeah and he's always been like oh i think i got off course a little bit and, and, he, <laughs> and he veers back on and i'm like and i'm like thank you <clears throat> yeah so yeah that's that's pretty awesome it's good yeah. yeah love it cool well i have uh, one more question oh <laughs> is there anything you want to share with our listeners about anything about anything yeah 
about disciple making. I'm like, do you have something in there? Yeah. Is she it, like, does she know something? I don't yeah. know what's in there that you want to yeah. share about about the jungle, <laughs> about like just something that you think our listeners might want to know about you or about Jesus or whatever. Maybe I mean maybe a pillar of faith. Yeah, that that'd be awesome. Work. Yeah, Actually, that work. was one of the questions I remembered last okay. night while I was in bed that okay. I wanted to ask Ashley to share some pillars of faith, and then I forgot to write it down. So. That's okay. I mean, I listened on my way over here. Those questions. <laughs> um, I think probably like it was like it was definitely my come and die, um, you know, and in, in disciple making was um, like I like I in in Genesis like the like the Lord says like I'll I'll make you a helper. You know, it's not good for a man to be alone. And so here I am. You know, I'm I'm 35 years old. I, I'm never been married, and um, I am. It's this time last year, and I am mowing my yard. So I live on like a little bit over an acre, and in some parts of the yard, it's thick grass. Okay, so I'm mowing my yard. I'm push mowing it, and um, like the I haven't mowed like a lawn in forever, and so like the blade gets stuck, and I can't figure out why, and I can't get it started, and I am angry. And I remember just like throwing myself on the ground, like a full blown hissy fit, and I'm like, "Lord, where is my husband? Because this is his job." Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So how'd that turn out? Um, well, I also felt like he had left me alone, which is not true because I have tons of spiritual family. Yeah. I have tons of brothers that love me so much. Um, obviously tons of sisters too, yeah. but, um, and so, um, I just remember going to Priscilla and, um, like talking this thing out and she was like, like, you got, you got to figure out this promise. Like you got to figure out what it looks like. Right. And so, um, so like I come and die to this thing and, and I'm actually giving, um, I'm, I'm giving a teacher word in my, um, at the ELC, like I'm giving one of the teachers a word and like, I look over on the other page and just like in the little notes, like in the study Bible or whatever, it says like, you have been an unfaithful wife. And I was like, <gasps> oh, oh <laughs> and so like, I read the word and, um, and so like, it was true. Like I had been unfaithful to the Lord, you know, I had been coveting a husband and I hadn't been like my, like I hadn't made the Lord <clears throat> Lord over this thing. And so, um, and so like I, like I make him Lord, you know, in, in Hosea, like it, it says like, I will, I will betroth you to me forever. Like I will make you my wife. And so like, when you eat that word, it means like, like he paid the price for me to be his bride. Right. Wow. And so, um, so like I, like I hang on to that promise from, mm -hmm. from Hosea too. And, um, and like the, like the Lord is my husband. And, and so I think like a, a week after I lay this thing down, like my car is messing up. And like I had, I had spent money to fix this thing and like it was like it was wearing on me. Right. And so I, I remember driving down the road and I'm like, Lord, if you're my husband, it's your job to take care of my car. So like you have to figure this out. And then like a week later, somebody gives me a car. And, wow. And I sell Praise my the Lord. Yeah. I sell my other one and um, like without even having to post it. And um, like like he like, you know, he's you know, he's. It's, he obviously he didn't do have to do that, but like like he's been so faithful to me. Like even when I was not faithful, mm -hmm. when I was you know mm -hmm. had been unfaithful to him, um, like he still chose to be faithful to me. And so, um, so it's sweet. And then I had to look at like, is it a sin to date? Because <laughs> oh, the Lord is my husband. Right. So, it was. Yeah. That's exactly right. That's yeah. exactly what so it was. It, what was the conclusion you came to? It, it's so not curious. a sin to date. Like, like we, like we date for you know, we date to for marriage, and like marriage is to be held with an honor, and and so like to get married, you do have to date. Right. And so, um, so what is the difference between courting and dating? 
So for some reason you're talking about dating and I'm like, well, how they're spelled. <laughs> Is it the same thing? I mean, I think so. Yeah. 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 I, I also, you know, I'm not, I've dated a smidge on this side of knowing the Lord. And so dating as a woman who, who runs after the Lord, it's a lot different. Yeah, it's imagine. tons different. Is it and easier? Do you think? I don't think that it is. Yeah, because like I, I know that it's not just anyone. You have high yeah. expectations. Yeah. That's so, right, and you should. Yeah, but yeah. Right. but for Absolutely. me, it's almost like like there's a more defined like this is a yes and this is a no. Like like after the first date, you're like. Yep. I'm not there's no yeah, point to go on a it. second date <laughs> if, if we make it to, to the first find date. out yeah, the, <laughs> yeah but right. like there's uh, like at some point you know once you know the Lord and you have all these parameters that not that you didn't set up but that the Lord has given you that's right. and so it's easier like after after the first date if you make it there you're like there's no point in going on yeah, a second absolutely. date it's yeah. not dating just yeah. to date right that's right it's dating to that's find exactly the helper right. that yeah. the Lord has made for you yeah. and it's cutting off those things that I know that are, that are not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's also knowing too, that like, if the Lord never has anybody for me, like I am well, like, you know, Paul talks yeah. about like singleness is a gift and like, I, I know what a gift it is. And so, and like, I know how much the Lord loves me. And so like, if I'm going to trade singleness for marriage, like it'll be trading up, right? What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Is it that word Kalos? I think David Brockman taught on it a, little, a while back. And I, I think that's what it is like trading up, like trading for the better. Yeah. And so like, like if he does have, you know, if he does have a helper for me, for a husband for me, like, I mean, I, amen. Mm-hmm. But right. if not, amen. Yeah. I love that. Yep. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. yeah thanks for having me it was good good stuff i think we touched stuff. everything in my notebook i'm like there's no we way we're gonna get through all this stuff there's i want to know about missionary stuff i want to know about the elc yeah got it all we're i was good. i was wondering worried that we would actually run out of time with with her talking about the jungle oh, i know because there's we're, so much in that you know we're yeah. doing great on time yeah good yeah so if you have anything no i'm just kidding it was good yeah do you want to pray us out sure Man, Lord, like we just thank you for your love for us. We thank you that, um, you know, like it's your kindness that draws us to repentance. We thank you that, um, and just like the hard things that we walk through, Lord, like it's just to grow us. It's just sanctify us to make us look more like you. And so like we, we thank you for those things, even though like in the moment, like, like when your word says like counted all as joy, sure doesn't seem like joy at those Mm. times, Lord, but like, we thank you for that Jesus. And so we just praise your name and we love you, Lord. Amen. 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 Grace and peace, guys. Have a great week. Thanks for listening.